Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Legionnaire Podcast. I am, as always, your host, Will, and I'm joined yet again by my brother, Cal. Hey guys, how you doing? How you doing, Will? I'm doing great. It's actually funny that we just hit record and who's walking downstairs outside of the door? Oh, I wonder. I wonder who. <laughs> the man himself. We always talk about him. Dad. Dad. D-A-D. The one and only. I I just gave up the hand. I was like, nope, can't come in right now. We got it. You got to put like a sign on the door of the office and be like rec- <laughs> live recording. Like, you know, like the red button, like, mm-hmm. like, like we are live. live. Yeah. It's, um, it's goofy because like we had been waiting to record and I heard him walking around upstairs. I'm in his office right now. For those of you who don't know, when I come home from college, I sort of just like take over his office in the basement with all of my computer stuff so yeah poor he, dude we just rip him on this podcast you take his office i gave him some star wars action figures or you can't really see them but they're up top there maybe i'll take a picture of it and post it on instagram but yeah i'm I, sure he uh, really likes that yeah i had a a miserable day yesterday tell me about it, was, it. It was freezing cold. Cal and I both live in the Midwest. So it's what the end of May. We're getting towards the beginning of June and it was like 50 degrees yesterday raining. I was working outside during that. (laughs) I was moving into my new apartment in that. I was in waders in the water scooping seaweed over a curtain on a beach for work. That was awful. It stunk. It was cold. And I was getting soaked from the rain. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I have to move. It's like, hey, it was my shoes got all wet. My sh- Oh, my God. <laughs> my shoes and socks are soaking wet. I'm walking around through my new apartment in wet shoes and wet socks. Oh, no. I'm just like, oh, my God. I was so frustrated. I got up there at like eight in the morning and I didn't leave until... I thought I was going to get done sooner, but it took longer than I was anticipating, which is fine. I, I had to return the Wi-Fi and then the couches were heavier than I was hoping and it was a whole ordeal. But That's moving, buddy. I know. Well, you don't have to move couches. Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, futon, I guess. And I have to help Jack move our big couches in. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> But listen, pal. Okay, but it was raining, so like I didn't want my oh, mattress God, yeah. to get wet. Well, I didn't want my mattress to get wet, and the couch has got wet. But luckily, Jack, Caleb, and Carrie were there to help. So shout out, shout out to my roommate and his parents. But it's cold again today too. I was going to, I was going to donate plasma today because I you can make a lot of money doing that right now. But I was going to donate, and I was walking outside. I was like, Jesus, it's so cold out right now. And I was just not in the mood, bro. Dude, I was on a machine. I was so I cut aquatic vegetation for my job. So like I'm an algae cutter. I drive an algae cutter on Lake Winona. I work in Madison. And we were on Lake Monona. And I was convinced I was going to lose my fingers. It was so cold. <laughs> we started at our little landing spot and I started driving around the bay that I was in and there's no wind, but there are no wheat seaweeds. I was like, okay, well, this is kind of lame. I got to the other one side of the lake and I was convinced I was going to blow into somebody's dock and wreck their dock and my machine because I was driving horizontal to the wind. So like, say you're trying to go on a straight line. My machine was turned like 45 degrees to the right and I was still just moving straight forward because I had to have my motors going full in the in that 45 degree direction just to maintain that straight line so I didn't run into the docks. I turned the last corner of the bay and I am 
in full-on headwind. And mind you, the air temp today was 43 degrees. So on the water, it was probably nowhere greater than 35 degrees. I was freezing. We finished. I finished a loop, and my partner who I was working with, he was over there too. We looked at each other and we're like, no, nope, we're going home. We're done. <laughs> we got off the water. We're like, and like we talked to the other crew who was on the other side of the lake, and they're like, oh yeah, we're, we finished like 20 minutes ago and we're leaving. Mind you, this was like 8.45 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, screw that. You called me this morning and you were like, yeah, I got off of work early. I'm going to go watch Bad Batch and take a nap. And I was still in bed at this point. Yeah, you I, sounded really tired. I felt bad, but then I was like, whatever, he'll be fine. Well, I was with some friends last night and they were watching Invincible. So I was with them finishing it up. Which episode were they on? We started on episode four, so we watched four through eight. We watched four through eight? I mean, like... <laughs> it was a lot. It was like five hours of TV, but we were just hanging out and joking around. But If you haven't listened to our episode yet where we talk about Invincible, you should. Is that why they watched Invincible, so they could listen to our episode? No, but I'm going to say <laughs> yes just because... <laughs> it was funny but at the end of the at the end of the show and it was all over when season one was done we all of us said man screw amber all my homies hate amber we want adam eve to be with mark but it's friday today and we got a lot of news to cover today well kind of we cut out like half of the news because we were like we didn't really care about some of it there wasn't a whole lot to it We'll mention a couple of things just right away, but there was um, a new Craven the Hunter movie announced by Sony with Aaron Taylor Johnson, which he's a Spider-Man villain. There's not really much for me to talk about with this because it was just announced. So I'm excited for it, I guess, but like I could also really care less. Yeah, I don't know who Craven is, so I don't really care, to be honest with you. My only real thoughts, I guess, just real quick since we mentioned it, is he's not going to be in Spider-Man 3 um no way home because if he's getting his own solo movie i can't imagine that he would be in the new spider-man movie coming out this year so Mm. that's just my quick thoughts on it i i there's no news about it besides aaron taylor's playing craven i would have preferred tom hardy but tom hardy's already playing venom so i think we would i think you can fan cast tom hardy into pretty much any role you want yeah but aaron taylor's a good actor as well so I don't know. I've just it's another movie, I guess, by Sony that doesn't involve Spider-Man, but Spider-Man villains. So that may or may not come out. Yeah, I have no idea at this point. They've announced so many movies, but they have no idea if they're ever going to come out. But that was one of the things that I saw today or yesterday. I didn't even see it, actually. I saw you wrote it down and I was like, all right, wait, what is this? And I looked it up and there it was. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I saw that. And I was like, oh, maybe this is interesting. Then I also saw um, there were Zack Snyder confirmed this, that he was developing a Star Wars movie. And you'd think like we'd be over the moon talking about this. Like I was really over the moon when I saw it. But then I thought about it a little more. And then I read about what it was. And it's, it was essentially like he said, it was like, yeah, it's like a group of Jedi long before the Clone Wars. It's like, so there's no really info on it. And given who Zack Snyder is as a director, I don't, I love Zack Snyder. But I don't know how well a movie, I don't know how well he would fit into the Star Wars universe. Maybe he would like do a really good job of like a standalone series. But like his style, I just, I don't know if it would work in the Star Wars like universe. I could be wrong because I love Zack Snyder and I love Star Wars, but I don't know if those two would necessarily merge seamlessly. Yeah, I don't know if him making a movie with Jedi involved in it would go very well in my opinion i don't i don't i can't speak on how well he knows the lore but just i think he might sort of push the boundaries a little too much where it might make fans a little upset with what happens i think he would do better if it was just like a bounty hunter heist movie sort of thing like han solo's movie yeah because i think it was supposed to be like it was supposed to be very similar to the kurosawa samurai films that inspired star wars but it was supposed to be instead of swords it was lightsabers so yeah. i don't know who knows um it's I not saw, in development and it's not in yeah well yeah i read that where he he had pitched it to lucasfilm 
and they ne- I don't think they greenlit the project at all, but he had said then recently that he could he can just swap out the characters from Jedi to someone else and he can still make the movie. It's like the the movie doesn't revolve around it being completely Star Wars related. He can just like switch out characters and make them his own thing where it's not a Star Wars property at all or Lucasfilm property. So there's that I saw. Um, also, before we get into the big stuff, because this is pretty much all we have the same topic. Um, Zack Snyder Star Wars like it's going to happen. Didn't. But. There was. Sorry, I'm writing this in the show notes as because I just remembered this because I saw this on John Campia's show. This is great. This is aggressively, great Cal's aggressively typing right now. I, I don't a, know. I don't know what he has in store because this is spur of the moment stuff he's writing. So I'll let him cover this because I have no idea. So there was a movie released in the 80s called The Highlander. And I don't know if any of you have seen it. I watched this movie. So my I was first exposed to this movie a long time ago. I think I was about eighth grade. Dad was talking to this movie about me. He's like, dude, this movie's awesome. It's so cool. Like, there's this Highland and like I love Dad. Arguably my one of my best friends, but like you and Dad are like probably my best friends. <laughs> but he is god awful at explaining movies sometimes. Yeah. He he's is. like <laughs> He's, he's trying to explain Highlander to me. He was like, yeah, yeah, there's there's Connor McCloud and then there's the Kurgan and and they're fighting. But it's it's overall the, the whole the whole time. They're like eternal and they're fighting and there can only be one. And I'm like, what? What, what does this mean? It sounded cool. And then like he showed me the trailer for it. and It looked pretty awesome because like Connor McCloud is like he's like sticking a sword in there and it's getting struck by lightning. And Sean Connery's in the movie. And I'm like, I don't know, 13, 14. I don't know. I'm like, I'm like this looks awesome. So nothing happens from this because we just didn't watch the movie. <laughs> Two years go by. He's about to drop me off at this like summer leadership camp. And like we're in a hotel together and like we're just flipping through the te- like flipping through the channels. And all of a sudden we just see the Highlander is on TV like from the beginning of the movie. So we watched the whole Highlander movie. And at the end of it, it was a little corny. And dad, <laughs> we're sitting there and dad's like, yeah, that was a little less cool than I remember it being. <laughs> But regardless, it's a cool movie. And it's like, it's such a cult classic. Like it's being remade and Henry Cavill has been cast in the Highlander. And I am so excited for that because they're the cult classics like that, like with the right direction behind it, I think they can do very well. I forget who's um, directing the Highlander. Will, if you want to look that up right now, that'd be awesome. Since it's such a spur of the moment news thing. And this is great radio. This is what people are here for. Um, so the Highlander, I I don't know. I'm really excited for it. Will, have you ever seen the Highlander before or not? So you haven't. Okay. I have not seen it before at all. Um, and the new, the director for the, the new Highlander movie is Chad oh. Stahelski. Yeah, he did John Wick. Yeah, he did the John Wick movies. So, I mean, it'll probably be rated R just based based off of me reading that. And so Chad Stahelski, who Will and I go bananas over the John Wick movies. Like, yeah, I love. Um, we talk about these as well, but I'm in the very, very, I'm in the minority thinking that John Wick Two is better than John Wick One. I did we both think that? I think you might have thought it as well, but I know that I think the second John Wick movie is. I mean, the first one's good, but I think the second one is really, really good. There'll be no business conducted on the continental grounds. I I mean, the third one is fine, too, but I think everyone says the third is their least favorites. But yeah, regardless, they're going to make like six of those movies. So well, I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm fine. It's a dumb action. So it's not even it's dumb, not it's dumb, dumb action. It is very well choreographed, which yeah. makes me excited for Highlander because it's like this epic story of like these eternal beings fighting and killing each other off when there is only one. So there like can only be one Highlander and the only way you can kill, they like, can kill each other. I don't remember the whole story, but like, I'm just super excited about this. Cause it sounds like super fun action movie that will like super be like, like a really good summer action movie. The only way you can kill them is like, if you like chop their head off. So like it's bananas. Like 
I just remember it vividly from one part of the movie. It's like the Kurgan is up on like a ledge with this other guy and he just screams, there can only be one. And then you see like the silhouette of him cut a dude's head off and it just goes spiraling through the air. And like dad and I both burst out laughing because it was so corny and it was like, but it was great. Regardless, Henry Cavill got another beautiful man who I wish I was in another life. But yeah, he plays Geralt in The Witcher. He's built. He's so. Superman also. So and. The Witcher, he is Superman as well, but The Witcher is um, sort of medieval. It's Game of Thrones-esque if you want to compare it to something. So I feel like Highlander, I don't know anything about Highlander. So it like you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it takes place. It's like the same sort of time period or if you want to say like medieval swords and that sort of Stone Age fighting stuff. Well, the crazy thing is, is like it like they have like flashbacks to the medieval times and then like the present day. I think they're in Los Angeles and it's like the middle of the 80s. And like these guys are just fighting with swords and like the cops like, who are these guys? Oh, OK. So never mind. I'm completely wrong. All right. Well, there probably be flashbacks although because Connor McCloud is like the main character in the old Highlander movie. I don't know if Henry Cavill's being recast as Connor McCloud or like is it going to be a different McCloud person. I don't know. I'm excited to see who they cast as the Kurgan. My immediately choice, my immediate choice would be Christian Bale because Christian Bale can do anything. <laughs> he can't do anything. So, but that's just my quick thoughts on the Highlander. I know this is really last minute. Will's a little bit out uh, of his yeah, I, I don't have any thoughts on this because I haven't <laughs> seen the movie. So I, and I clearly have not had any time to watch the movie or research anything about it. But... You know what we should do? We should maybe create a Twitch channel or like an Instagram live and I want to watch the Highlander with you and we have like a live stream reaction to you watching the Highlander. You can. Yeah. People do that on Twitch where like you just start the episode at the same time and people watch your reaction because obviously you can't stream a movie or TV show on Twitch Twitch. because you would get in so much legal trouble, but you could just have your camera and, people can watch your reaction as you have the timestamp of the movie playing. So who knows? That'd be kind of fun. Or we could just talk about it after we watch it. And you can probably be like, that was so corny. I don't know why you made me watch that. (laughs) We have so many things that we want to talk about right now. Highlander is at like the bottom of the barrel. Maybe for you, the Highlander is at the bottom of the barrel. (laughs) Well, if I'm sick one day or I can't make it to a recording, I will let you talk about the Highlander then. Oh, that'd you can be awesome. just sit and just be you and the microphone and just the Highlander talking about the Highlander. Me, on the other hand, not so much, but well, because you haven't seen it and you haven't witnessed the awesome firepower that is the Highlander. I guess I'm maybe I'm missing out on something. Sorry to all my Highlander fans out there. It's literally just me and dad, but whatever. Hey, you never know. Maybe some of the people who listen to this are big fans of Highlander. Maybe they're not. If you are, reach out to us at legionairepodcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at legionairepod. Indeed. Indeed. Speaking of some more news, we've got some other news related towards Star Wars. Which one do you want to tackle first? Do you want to do J.J. Abrams or do you want to do Rangers of the New Republic? Um, Let's do Rangers of the New Republic. Let's like save like because we got longer stuff to talk about later. Um for like news because you, you're going to talk about the Eternals and I'll talk a little bit about J.J. Abrams um, but the uh, Ranger of the New Republic we talked about the um, Star Wars shows we were excited for last week we said Rangers of the New Republic was kind of in development it's not anymore it's kind of been it's, like, it's on the back burner that's what they've said which basically I think it's because and I think most people think it's because of the removal of Gina Carano um, I'm kind of bummed because like I feel like the show could have been cool because like that was the one show like I didn't really have any expectations for because like, OK, it's like because I think it was going to star the one X-Wing pilot with Dave Filoni. Um, yeah, the the Asian with the white hair. Yeah, yeah. With the little white beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really cool. Um, he was he was a cool character. Um, it just like the, it'd be kind of cool because like it's essentially like I feel like you could like, I feel, although most Star Wars are Westerns, it's like it could have been cool. Like it seemed like it could have had like a Western like sheriff vibe because like this is it would take place after return of the Jedi and they're trying to like enforce the new Republic laws in the outer rim. So it's just like a, like a group of like Rangers for the new Republic 
ensuring that the laws are being followed, which I thought would have been kind of cool. I think it's I'm I'm bummed because I think it'd have been a really cool concept, even though Gina Carano isn't a part of the Star Wars universe anymore, or the Disney company anymore. I still think they probably could have gone forward, just not recast her, just ignore the Cara Dune character and say like she died or something. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's annoying because I think it could have fleshed out more of the sequel era better, not mm-hmm. like the events that happened, but it could have, you know, done something similar to what the Clone Wars did, where it gives you a better background on what's happening during that time period and what the galaxy looks like, similar to what Clone Wars and Bad Batch is doing. So, yeah, and the sequel trilogy wasn't all that well developed, which leads us right into one of our main news topics of the day is um. J.J. Abrams was, I forgot where he was being interviewed, but Collider asked him, was asking him questions like, was there like a plan for the Star Wars sequel trilogy? And his direct quote that I pulled from, I was looking on make era Star Wars news net. Um, he said, you never really know, but having a plan I've learned in some cases, the hard way is the most critical thing because otherwise you don't know what you're setting up. You don't know what to emphasize because if you don't know the inevitable of the story, you're just as good as your last sequence or effect or joke or whatever, but you want to be leading to something inevitable. We kind of knew it all along that there wasn't a plan with the sequel trilogy after we watched the last Jedi. Yeah. The last Jedi made that very apparent. Um, and I feel like this is just like far, little far too late. It's just like, we all kind of figured you didn't have a plan. Um, I think JJ had a plan. He gave it to Ryan Johnson, but he wanted to do his own thing. And then Lucasfilm just was like, okay with that. So I don't blame Ryan Johnson for doing what he did. Um, I think he made a good movie, just not a good Star Wars movie. Like it didn't fit in the Star Wars. It just, there was a clear like shift. Disconnect. Yeah, exactly. Like story elements didn't carry over. Some plot lines were just completely dropped and like new ones were made out of nothing. Um, Yeah, it's... It was frustrating because I I remember seeing that J.J. Abrams gave him ideas for episode eight and what he was planning on setting up from The Force Awakens, like with Rey and her lineage and Snoke and who he might be. And just some more things with Luke and where he's at mentally, which I think his idea with Luke, what J.J. Abrams' idea with Luke was similar to what Ryan had with Luke, but yeah i know ryan didn't pay attention to any of it because lucasfilm just didn't give him any warning about what he was going to do they're like uh you can make a movie go crazy i think that's i also think that's why they have they elevated dave filoni doug chang and john knoll to those executive creative director positions so they don't have stuff like that again so like they have people overseeing like they have like a kevin feige because like kevin feige over at marvel He's like, we have to get here. Like he'll tell direct, he sits him down. is like, this is what you can play with. This is where we have to get. This is where we start. However you want to get there is fine. Like as long as it fits within this confines of the story, but you have to make it from point A to point B. And that wasn't the thing in the Star Wars sequel trilogy, which is really honestly just like, I think it's probably the biggest cinematic disappointment like I've ever seen. It's just like, because we were so excited for it because The Force Awakens was a good reintroduction. People like, oh, it's too much like A New Hope. It's like, but you have to realize that like when the prequels came out, like when Phantom Menace came out, it was nothing like the old movies and like all of the original trilogy Star Wars fans were like, this sucks. I don't want to watch this. So Force Awakens was a good reintroduction on the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker were not as good. The prequels people didn't think that they would age as well as they did because I don't care what anyone says where they're like, Oh, I loved the prequels and they came out. It's like, okay, you were either five years old or you were like a mega star Wars chill because I'm pretty sure a large part of the star Wars community hated the prequels because the reason George Lucas sold star Wars was because of people bullying him and telling him how bad the prequels were. So it's like, well, I mean, you guys kind of caused Disney to buy Star Wars. So I, I get frustrated seeing those videos where people are like, oh, look at George. He looks so sad. He's selling his children. It's like, well, you kind of pushed him to that because of how hard you were bashing on him for creating something new with the prequels. But then with The Force Awakens, where it's using similar storylines and plot elements from 
A New Hope, but using it in a different emotional context, you get frustrated with that, which I think The Force The Force Awakens is my second favorite Star Wars movie. And you cannot convince me otherwise until a better Star Wars movie comes out. But it's frustrating because the reason I love The Force Awakens so much is because of what it set up and what could have happened. Like, how did Luke's Jedi Temple fall? I was hoping to see more backstory, more development for that. Ray's lineage, I th- wish that they just committed to one sort of path, whether her being a nobody or whether her being related to Luke, as that was one of the leading theories after The Force Awakens came out, or her being related to Obi-Wan or Qui-Gon, which were two of the other main theories, which I would have been fine with, but they just flip-flop from then The Last Jedi into The Rise of Skywalker, which it just became more complicated and convoluted and it was yeah ray palpatine sucked that was stupid i'll just say it i I thought it was stupid i was so mad when they did that yeah i wasn't a fan of ray palpatine but again i'm in the minority here i liked ray skywalker yeah i did too i mean like it because it's like essentially it's like you're like who you're like it doesn't define who you were like if you find it's like found family versus like Mm -hmm. biological family it's it's Ray finding herself and sort of finding who she is as a person. And some things are stronger than blood. That's they say that in the movie and still everyone's like, this is disgusting. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it wasn't done in the greatest way, but I like the idea behind it. You can't sit there and tell me that Anakin's turn to the dark side when episodes one, two and three came out was good because it wasn't, it was not a good turn. The Clone Wars helped flesh it out a lot better where you see him have his frustrations with Padme and her possible love interests with different characters like Rush Clovis. But you can't sit there and tell me that Ray Skywalker is bad and then look at Anakin's turn to the dark side and say that's good because they're both pretty similar to me, like the way that they were created. So, yeah. And I, I was a big fan of Ray Skywalker and I it frustrates me just because of how how much they didn't plan for this trilogy they got the rights to star wars disney did and then they just went crazy and were like we need to make movies i i had been saying this i said this when we talked about obi-wan last week the obi-wan show i would be fine if they took 10 years to like plan these movies out to make a really solid good story because at the end of the day, I could care less when these stories come out or when these movies come out. I just want it to be a quality movie. So, And that's the key right there. And you said plan it all out. They didn't have a plan in the sequel trilogy and sequel trilogy didn't wasn't good in our eyes. However, let's, I mean, let's say 10 years down the road, 15 years down the road, the kids who watched it may like, they, they may swear by it. It's like, no, the sequels are awesome. The sequels are awesome. And they may come around. They may come around on us, but I don't know. You yeah, and I, I s- said, like, we love parts of The Last Jedi. Absolutely can't stand other parts of The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker for me is like, there's like a few really good scenes, and the rest of it's just like, I feel like I'm just like eating a buffet, like someone's like force feeding me at a buffet. It's like, what is, like, I don't know. But yeah, I, I've said before, I'm the biggest Star Wars shill on the planet. So I love all the movies, but. Yeah, The Last Jedi has very high highs and it has very low lows. And the same thing with The Rise of Skywalker. But yeah. It's, oh, well. I can't do anything about it. And I'm just, at this point, I've just accepted that this is like what the Star Wars canon is now. But I loved The Force Awakens. I think The Force Awakens is a great movie. And I know this is just going to be so so outlandish for me to say and so controversial but i think the force awakens is a better movie than a new hope granted what a new hope did during the 70s is way better than what the force awakens did just looking at them side by side as movies i think the storytelling in the force awakens is better in my opinion yeah i don't agree with that at all but like it's your opinion so i that's fine it's fine that you think that i don't think that but I, I know you don't. I know you don't agree with that. I know you love a new hope. I so. love a new hope, but I, that's fine. I like. I love the rise, or um, <clears throat> not the rise of Skywalker. I do not love the. I like the rise of Skywalker. Um, 
Force yeah, no, Awakens. Force Awakens is oh, where do I have? Let me pull up my notes on my phone because I've. <laughs> I always have an updated ranking of my I have my top 10 Star Wars Jedi and my top 10 Star Wars movies. Let's see. Force Awakens is number four on my list. So it's yeah, the Force the Force Awakens means a lot to me. I mean, it was the first Star Wars movie that I saw in theaters. Same with you. Well, that's not true. We saw the Phantom Menace in 3D in theaters. We did. That's right. Yeah, we Didn't saw that. Didn't make it any better, but like, I mean, it was cool. Yeah, it did. The pod, pod racing was awesome. Yeah, and the, the Starfighter was, was awesome. Um, that, I guess the Phantom Menace in 3D was the first Star Wars movie we saw in theaters, but The Force Awakens technically was the first Star Wars movie. That, okay, I guess that's not true. I saw Star Wars The Clone Wars in theaters as well oh, dude yeah that's right but that was... it was the first live action new star wars movie that i saw real in star wars movie <laughs> the clone wars doesn't count that movie is doo-doo really bad but the, but the tv show is good because i know dad's gonna be like i thought you really loved the star wars the clone wars there's there are two there's star Wars the clone wars movie which is hot garbage and then there's the tv show which is flawless at the end yeah but The Force Awakens means so much to me as a movie. It's I, I can't. I'm not going to explain it all right now. But just very, very briefly, it's it's a fantastic movie and what it did. I love the character of Rey throughout the sequels. I love Kylo as well, and just how they didn't have a direction with Rey because I think she could have been one of the most powerful Jedi and one of the most in- interesting Jedi. They didn't really do much with her and they sort of fumbled the bag so seeing jj abrams who created these characters in the sequels who created everyone in the force awakens say that you need he learned the hard way that you have to have a plan going into projects it's like thanks that's just what i wanted to see exactly because everyone else knew that but clearly you didn't know that ryan johnson didn't know that and kathleen kennedy did not know that yeah it's me i'd put it more on the creative <clears throat> the producers at lucasfilm it's like that's kind of on them that's not really on the directors like they have like jj had a plan he gave it off but it's like whatever i also yeah. think the finn or finn was awesome in the force awakens i loved finn and then i couldn't stand his character the rest of the time because they made him redo his character because he did his character arc in the force awakens and last jedi came out and he did the same thing again and then i swear to god in the entire rise of skywalker all he was doing was screaming ray by the end of it. he's like ray ray it's like dude do you have like did like did everybody like just like completely botch his writing yeah yeah well i mean i i, I don't even want to we're gonna have to talk it. about this at, we're gonna have to talk about the sequels at a different time we could we could sit here for another two hours and tell you everything we could but love the force awakens the last two were not good Please go and do your next Star Wars projects with the plan. Please. Just please. please do. Please do. But switching gears now into Marvel news, we got a new trailer for The Eternals. What did you think of the trailer? Because I was. Oh, man. I was a little underwhelmed. I didn't like the trailer at all, really. I was, I was dumb. so I was so bored watching the trailer. <laughs> it's, it was stupid. I, like I, I watched it a second time and it got to the point where, because the first time I didn't really process what was happening because I think it was, I woke up and that was the first thing I saw and I was tired and I wasn't processing what was happening. The second time I watched it, I felt like I was just fast forwarding through the whole thing just to see if there was anything interesting. And I, it looks like it's a very well-made movie but I don't have a major interest in it at all. But do you want to get in? I, I want to get into like why I, one of the main yeah, things I, that frustrated I don't, me I don't, during honestly, this. Honestly, I don't remember anything from the trailer besides their weird triangle pizza looking ship, which is the dumbest looking design I've ever seen. I want to get into why I don't like this. Okay. So one of the first things that made immediately when I saw it in the trailer that made me so frustrated was they're talking maybe Angelina Jolie or someone was doing a voiceover during the trailer and they say throughout the years we've never interfered and then they say like something like until now and immediately I see this I'm like throughout the years we've never interfered I'm like okay yeah this is great you guys just didn't choose to interfere at all like when Loki was coming down to earth so that's cool but I'll give you a pass because you know that was when 
Marvel was still in its early development. You probably didn't have any plans to make the Eternals. And then I thought, okay, well, what about Ultron? Again, still not enough time for the Eternals to come in and help. So that would make sense, I guess. And again, Marvel still may not have had the Eternals planned to as a movie yet. But then I was like, okay. By the time Infinity War came out and Endgame came out, you had to have had the Eternals slated to come out as a movie. Where the hell were you during that movie? Yeah, like, I feel like snapping away half of life existing in the universe is kind of a big deal and something you should probably intervene. Well, so this is where I get frustrated because I know that the movie is going to have an explanation for it, and I'm afraid it's just going to be some terrible explanation like, well, we were busy protecting this or doing Captain Marvel's excuse for not being an endgame was good because she's like, what Thanos did to the entire universe is happening. What Thanos did to your world, he did to the entire universe. And your world is not the only world that needs help. So it's like, okay, that makes sense. She's exactly. literally helping the entire universe. She's trying to help as many planets as she can. That makes sense. What are you guys doing? You guys are on Earth. Because the trailer starts out and we see them in like 180. Yeah, they're like, like were they in ancient Egypt or something? I have no idea where they were. But they were in like the Stone Age with humans and helping them evolve as a society and giving them farming ground, like showing them different ways to farm and that stuff. This is what we've seen in the trailer. So I'm just like, where were you when Thanos was absolutely clapping all the Avengers cheeks in Wakanda and at the Avengers facility in Endgame? Like, I don't understand. And I get even more frustrated than because, I don't know a lot about the Eternals. I'm not going to sit here and act like I do, but I've heard a couple things about them and I've read about them. And I know that the Eternals were created by the Celestials and the Celestials sound familiar to you. They were introduced in Guardians of the Galaxy. We first see the Celestial head nowhere where they fly in and meet the Collector to give him the power orb. That big head that they flew into was a Celestial called nowhere and then another celestial that we meet is peter quill's dad ego the living planet so the celestials created two beings called the eternals and the deviants the eternals are able to live forever or they're immortal i think and they can live for a long period of time and they're basically superhuman and superpowered the deviants on the other hand have some sort of genetic mutation to them where they're superheroes, but they cannot, they're not immortal and can live as long as the Eternals can. But Thanos is a deviant or an eternal. I don't know what they're going to do in the comics. He is. So I assume for this movie, all the theories are there's going to be more backstory for Thanos because he's related to one of the characters in this movie, Angelina Jolie's character. He's like her cousin in this movie in the, in the comics, he's her cousin, that character's cousin. So, my frustrations now lie where if Thanos is related to Angelina Jolie's character, which I think her name is called Thena, if they're related. Why is he purple and she white? Well, that's not my frustration. What's going on, What's going on there? My frustration is where were you guys then during Infinity War and Endgame? Yeah, this movie looks boring. I'm Yeah, I was not. Oof. When they said that, like, we have not interfered, it's like, oh, God, here comes some boring explanation. A bunch of OP characters. Maybe they'll introduce Galactus. Maybe. Maybe. And I, I, think, s- the, I think the most, I think the only thing that they might introduce is the mutants or the X-Men because of how the deviants are genetic modifications and they change the DNA. I think it might introduce mutants, but... I have no idea. I don't know. I, so I'll say this. As much as Cal and I are sort of bashing on this trailer and this movie so far. And the sequel trilogy. Right now we, we really sound like a bunch of negative Nellies. Well, we've all, we're what? Seven, eight episodes into this podcast and we've sounded fairly positive on everything. Yeah. But one of the, I am excited for this movie for one reason, and that is because of the incredible cast that they have for this movie. I think the people that are casted in this movie 
are phenomenal actors. And the first one immediately, Rob Stark, Rob Stark, Richard Madden. He is all man. He's a, I think he's a great actor. Played Rob Stark in Game of Thrones, and he's playing the eternal Icarus in this movie, who is just I've read about him and he's incredibly overpowered. He can like teleport and fly and he's super strong. And it's just how mad do you make like because aren't Eternals like sound overpowered? Like, how do you make this a compelling movie? I we've talked about this as well, where people who are incredibly overpowered and just can't really die. I lose interest in that. Very like Captain quickly. Marvel's movie. Like her, she was so boring. Cause like, you know, she's going to win. Yeah. She's in walking I, nuclear bomb. Yeah. But I'm excited just because I think Richard Madden is a great actor. And I'm very, very excited that he's a part of the Marvel universe. Another character game of Thrones who is casted in this movie is Kit Herring. Kit Harrington, he is playing Black Knight, which I am way more familiar with because I know that he is he in the comics he becomes the leader of the Avengers, and after Iron Man and Captain America sort of step down, I know that Black Knight, the character, leads the Avengers, and that's who Kit Harrington is playing, and he becomes the Black Knight by taking this uh, some. Sir Arthur or Excalibur's sword out of the ground. Yeah. And he gains these powers and he becomes, again, incredibly overpowered. So all I'm hearing is he's a knockoff Highlander. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I'm excited to see him in this movie. There's a couple more actors and actresses that I'm excited to see. Gemma Chan is in this movie. She was in Crazy Rich Asians. I think she was funny in that movie and. I don't know. I'm excited to see what she has to do. I think she's a good actress and Lauren Ridolph. She plays, I hope an actually good speedster in the Marvel universe because we see her in the trailer and she can sort of run very fast. Her character's name is Makari. She's also from the sound of metal, which was nominated for many Oscars. And I've seen a couple clips of her in the movie. And I think she was very good in that movie as well. So I'm excited to see those two actresses in this movie. I'm not really excited, though, to see Angelina Jolie. I do not think she's a good actress. I'm not a big fan of her. And I'm not very excited to see Kumal. And I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name because I know I'm going to butcher it. But he was the guy who got... Sure. However you said it. He was the guy who got incredibly shredded in... He's on on steroids, but I like... I don't know. I liked him in um, The Big Sick. Did you watch The Big Sick? The Big Sick? Yeah. It's it's like a kind of like a memoir piece movie about how he's met his wife. It's a really good movie. I liked it a lot. He may be really good in this movie. They're just Angelina Jolie is not one of my favorite actresses. I think she's kind of she's goofy. Meh. Yeah, she's kind of goofy. Kumal might be very good, but I, I, I think he's funny. I think he is a very funny actor. Oh yeah. But I'm just not really excited for his character in this movie. So. The Eternals is kind of meh to me right now. I just like to jump in, like what well, since we're talking about Kumal um, and how he got really jacked. Uh, most of the like you and I have talked about this, but like people who see like superheroes and superhero movies, oh my god, they're so jacked! How did they do that? They did it because of steroids. It nobody like Chris Evans. His trainer, I watched. I was watching on YouTube. His trainer put out Chris Evans' workout. What Chris Evans did to work out, he, if he was not on steroids, he would not have gotten as big as he did. He was only doing like two sets of like five reps for some of the stuff. And I'm like, buddy is not getting to be Captain America sized doing stuff like that. They're just feeding him insane amounts of food. That's what happens when you're an actor and you can have your own nutritionist and your own cook and your own, your own special doctor giving you special supplements where you can't. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But I my frustrations with this movie just a lot of them a lot of them revolve around the fact that this movie was supposed to come out back in 2020. It was supposed to come out on November 6th of 2020, which COVID was a thing, so they pushed it back, which makes sense, I guess. It was November of 2020 was still sort of when COVID was still at a high and people were concerned about it. So they pushed it back to February 12th of 2021, which I was like okay, well, I think that movie could come out in theaters or could come to Disney plus streaming because 
Judas and the Black Messiah featuring Lakeith Stanfeld, who I think is a great actor. That made it on that made it into theaters and it made it onto streaming services on HBO Max on the same day. Along another movie that made it to streaming services but didn't make it to the theaters, but was a superhero movie was Wonder Woman 84. So I was expecting the Eternals to possibly release in theaters on February 12th and possibly drop to Disney plus, but with exclusive premiere access because they charged people 30 bucks to watch Mulan on Disney plus, but they decided to push the movie back yet again to November 5th of 2021. And it frustrates me because this movie has been completed now for over a year, over a year and a half, I feel like at this point. And I know I'm sort of contradicting myself where I'm saying, oh, well, I want a good Star Wars movie where they take their time and they make a good story. This movie has been completed, though, because they've been releasing images for the past year and releasing sort of just small footage. They've been holding off because they don't have it. They didn't have an official release date for this movie yet. But my frustrations lie then with Marvel and Disney because the animated movies such as Ryan, Ryan, the last dragon and um, what was the one soul? Yeah. Those movies were supposed to come out in theaters, but they rushed them out to Disney plus. They didn't push them back like how they did with black widow, which was supposed to come out two or three times last year. They keep pushing these movies back to come out in theaters. And I I get frustrated because it's like you can release this onto streaming platforms and in theaters at the same time and give people the option to either go in theaters and see it or you can see it on Disney Plus if you're more comfortable with that. I get annoyed because it's like, why are you putting out these animated movies where your animators are putting their heart and soul into these movies? And although it's an animated movie, it's still just as good as a live action movie. It doesn't matter if it's live action or animated. I'm just like, stop pushing these movies back. I get that COVID is a thing, but Judas and the Black Messiah was released into theaters and it did fairly well. It was released on the streaming platforms as, as well. And it did pretty well. Wonder Woman 84 released on the streaming platforms did fairly well as well. So it's like, Dude, the movies are pushing back aren't even like that interesting. Like Black Widow, like I may I can, be in the minority. I don't care about that movie. Like we she's dead. Like, I mean, unless something really I'll hear about it after the fact. Like, it'll probably be some post credit scene. Oh my god, this happened. Like nothing. Like, what are we gonna learn new? Okay, we learn about her story, which fine, good and great. Might be entertaining. Movie. Eternals looks boring. Like all these movies are pushing back are like aren't like stuff like anybody's clamoring for. The stuff people are clamoring for are still like a year out yeah it's it's frustrating because these movies should have released a while back black widow by the time black widow comes out we'll probably have seen the whole movie because of how many trailers they're releasing just to try and keep fans interested in this movie i swear they've released probably six official trailers just to keep reminding people that oh this movie is still coming out don't forget about it yeah that movie looks dumb uh, the thing that makes me mad is because black widow keeps getting pushed back they push back their other projects on the time timeline because Black Widow was supposed to come out like today. I think it was supposed to come out actually. Yeah. But it was pushed back, which then pushed Shang-Chi back, which then pushed the Eternals back. Which push is Doctor 2 in the multiverse or Doctor Strange 2 in the multiverse of madness, which is like that in the it's okay. The three movies I only really care about seeing number one, Thor four cannot wait to see Thor 4 number two Doctor Strange 2 and number three Spider-Man 3 No Way Home those are the only three new MCU movies that I really honestly care about off the top of my head everything else is like cool maybe I'll watch it maybe I won't yeah the only three Spider-Man 3 Guardians 3 and Doctor Strange 2 you don't like Thor I do like Thor but I like the Guardians more and Doctor Strange 2 sounds really dope when is uh Guardians three coming out? Isn't that like a for long... like another like it's not for another like three years? Okay, yeah, then I don't really. Care. I, I'm really only caring about the stuff in the within like the next year. But it's just frustrating because the Eternals should have come out long ago, in my opinion. But this is the first trailer we've got for it, and it was underwhelming to me. 
I'm not very interested in it. I am going to go see the movie in theaters. Maybe I, I, again, I would be happy to be wrong. I would be very, very pleased to be like, you know, that was actually a pretty good movie. I was wrong. But based off of just this one trailer, I don't have a major interest in it. I am going to go see it in theaters though, because I've seen every Marvel Cinematic Universe movie in theaters. And yeah, I've, 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 I sat through freaking Ant-Man and the Wasp. So if I sat through that movie, I can sit through any other movie. Well, we'll find out. I only go if you say they're good. And if you say they're not good, I don't go see them. Yeah, but that was the only news that I really have from Marvel Studios. But I think that might be all. Oh, wait. Friday, Cal. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. What what, did, what what happens on Fridays? What happens on Fridays? It's on Friday. It's another Bad Batch episode. We saved it for the end of this episode. We wanted to get through all the news first, but we're on episode five of the Bad Batch. Yeah. Um, Rampage. Not a, yeah. Not a whole lot happened. I mean, some happened. Um, just it's. Ra- it's the same as last week's episode. It's it's more filler stuff. It's just developing these characters more and just showing how the galaxy is evolving and the current state that it was in and now that it is transforming into. Yeah, just a few like cool little stuff happens throughout. And at the end, like there you kind of learn like, oh, there's something bigger is going on. And that's about yeah. it. Um, what is cool, like right off the bat is they're on Ord Mantel, which is from uh, a reference from Empire Strikes Back when han solo they're in the they're on hoth and leia's like why are you leaving blah 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 and he's like well the bounty hunter on ord mandel changed my mind mm-hmm. so you finally it's get after... to see ord mandel and it's just another looks like any other <laughs> most crime worlds but still yeah, cool looks like a pretty scummy planet based off of what we've seen yeah not but i mean it wasn't like dark and cloudy it was bright and sunny but it still is like eh, i would want to live on Ord. down wouldn't want to live on Ord Mantell. I remember seeing it on Star Wars Monopoly. You could buy Ord Mantell as a property. Yeah, we always bought it because we, we thought it was cool because like it wasn't a planet we'd ever seen before. We're like, I got Ord Mantell. We're like, oh, he's got Ord Mantell. And then it's like, well, it's nice because we actually get to start. Like we see these planets that they've referenced before, but we've never seen in live action or in Star Wars media, I should say. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Cool to see. Um it, what I really like about this is how like they're really integrating Omega into the squad when she gets her own comm link. She's like mm-hmm. talking. She's like, Hunter, Tick, Echo, can you hear me? And they're like, we're right next to you. You don't need to be doing that right now. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny where she was like just behind them and like talking into the comm link while yeah. they could just hear her if she said their names. I thought that was cute and funny. I think she might be force sensitive. I could see that based off of her knowing who Sid was. Yeah. So Sid in this episode, like they got to find some person named Sid um, who worked with the Republic Jedi um, to like help find, because they want to figure out who's hunting Omega, um, which, and they're in this bar on Ord Mantel and they're like, oh, they asked one, this per- person, or do you know who Sid is? Like, oh, I don't know if you got the coin, maybe you'll figure it out. And they're like, Oh, I don't know. And then Omega sitting there, she lo- looking at this person. She's like, you Sid. And they're like, oh, the, the girl's the brains of the operation here. Because I initially thought Omega was like a clone that like could replicate any skill that they saw. But like the more that I see out of Omega, the more I'm starting to think she might be force sensitive because like she can, she picked up a blaster and like nailed a perfect shot right away. Um, She's kind of like she's looking at like, at, like the way she like was set up with her in this Sid character. She's looking at her and she's like, it's almost like she's like reading her mind or something or I don't know. That's why I think I could be completely wrong. Um, that's just like a really out of left field guess that I had. Um, what do you think? What do you think about Omega? I don't know, honestly, because I thought she was maybe her genetic genetic modification from the Kaminoans was something that affected her midichlorian count. But Ooh. I, I don't know because I, I thought she was 
like one of the members, not, I don't want to say one of the members of the Bad Batch, but I thought she was one of the few clones who had a genetic modification that could like put her under the umbrella of Clone Force 99. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know though. I mean, it's possible. It's again, there hasn't been a whole lot revealed where it's going to sway me in a certain direction, but I think it's, it's entirely possible that she might be. Okay. Joe Rogan. It's entirely possible. It is entirely possible. It's entirely possible. (laughs) You know what else is entirely possible? That Wrecker's inhibitor chip goes off. That is, I think, more than entirely possible. I think that is incredibly probable. And incredibly likely. Yeah. I think that is bound to happen. Because they talked about that last week, right? Or was that two weeks ago now? Where Tech had said that... They need to uh, scan their inhibitor chips. To make yeah, sure that, they, that was either last week's episode or two weeks ago. But they still like the, the plot line wasn't dropped. They just are putting it off until because they got plenty of time. Yeah, they this is at least a 14 or 16 episode season. But I do think Wrecker will probably have his inhibitor chip go off. I also think Echo might as well, just because of how Echo still sort of seems like a clone. I don't think but he will. Now that I now that I say that, I remember how Tech had said Echo is more machine now than man, and his his Skako Miner, yeah. his time on Skako Miner sort of deterred, uh, not deterred, but ruined his inhibitor chip. So yeah, Wrecker's having headaches. Will and I think he's going to go all order sixty six and claim loyalty to the Empire. Um, I don't know if he'll claim loyalty to the Empire, but I do think that he'll be... He'll rat him out. I don't think he'll rat him out, but I think he'll try and fight them, and they'll have to do something to, like, hold him down and fix him. Which sort is, of how, what Ahsoka did with Rex. Which is sad, because, like, you see, like, even, like, little points in the show, like, Omega and Wrecker sharing, like, moments are like, oh, the kid was onto something, and she, like, and Wrecker high-fives her, like, that's gonna really be a bummer. I love Omega. She's such the soul of the show. Like, when she learns about slaves, she's like... She's like, she's like, what? What are slaves? He's like, you can't own people. They own people and they sell them. You can't do that. And they're like, the people do. And she's like, that's not right. And you're like, you're right. That is not right. It is not right. It's it's funny that you say it because Echo says to, uh, he says to Sid, the Republic outlawed slavery. And she replies back saying, we're not in the Republic anymore. It's like, oh, my God, is this the constant reminder that we're not in the Repu- the air of the Republic anymore? And it just makes me so sad because, I mean, towards the end of the Republic, they were not as good as they were meant as they were told to be. But you just see the Empire not caring and becoming like an actual Empire, like the Ottoman Empire, like yeah. the Roman Empire first galactic empire that's true it is the first galactic empire but Um, yeah it's well so we talk about slavery but this is they talk about the zygerians which is an arc from the clone wars where they focus three episodes on slavery which i love that arc i think it's a great original story Mm -hmm. because anakin was a slave he was sold by the hut clan if i'm no, his mom was sold to the Hut clan. I she think. was sold from Gardola the Hut to Wano. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, the Zygerian slave arc in the Clone Wars. I think was a, an amazing arc. Yeah. But it was nice just seeing them again and seeing how they still they can once again rise to power during the um, the Imperial Age. But yeah, so essentially all they're doing in this episode, they got to rescue this baby. A, a child for Sid so they can get information on Fennec Shan, which they find out, which is cool. Cause like they try, they're wrestling with the, Oh, cause they see like these, this kid who's a slave, like Moochie. Oh, you're a slave. We'll save you. And like, no, that's not Moochie. That's Moochie. And they point right as a baby rancor gets Omega sets a baby rancor free, which we come to find out is job of the huts rancor, which is pretty cool. But like, then I'm like questioning like how fast do rancors age? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was pretty cool i mean it's kind of cool to see that happen i was like oh cool all right job of the, job well, of the rancor we see um 
Bib Fortuna in this episode. I didn't know that was Bib Fortuna when they first did the hologram. I'm like, that looks familiar, but like I was I was exhausted. I'm like, I don't no, know. No, I, I didn't know that was him either when I first saw the hologram. But then he showed up in the episode. I was like, oh, duh. Yeah. He's like, oh, I see you touch up. It's like, okay, well, all right. Um, I, it was also funny because like all the Siberian traders, they all sound Eastern European. They're like, oh, look at these clones here. It's like, Jeez, seriously, it's like it's almost like a lot of Eastern Europeans had slaves back, back in ancient history, world Ooh. history. Sorry, sorry, Terry. This Eastern is this European is all in the history. Language. You could look at any history book and be like. We should not have done this. Yeah, pretty much uh, everybody had slaves way back in the day. Disgusting. Looking at it, looking at American history, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we're not ripping on Eastern European history because American history does not have a clean slate oh my at God, all. No, no. But regardless, but, off of such a heavy topic, they learn about Fennec Shan. They don't know who hired her. They say she's on a direct commission, which doesn't really help on us no. trying to figure out who's hiring her. Um, I don't think it's Palpatine. I know it's probably the Kaminoans. Yeah. If it's anything, it's probably like Lama Sue or Nala say the, yeah. Otherwise, I don't know if we can trust Sid. Cause she's like, Oh, who am I? Who's I'm not going to tell anyone. It's like, well, yeah, there's, the show the episode ends with her saying i can keep a secret and then like it just it's hunter like staring at her she can't like okay i'm like okay so we can't trust this informant i thought it i thought the episode was going to end where the bad batch starts doing like bounties and missions for her to like earn credits to go on to their next task or whatever for what they need to do but i don't know I think I she's, she'll probably get like a really good deal. She'll sell him out. They'll capture Omega, probably turn Wrecker against him. They'll have to get Rex at some point. Yeah. But I I get annoyed because people are like, oh, this show is not as good as I thought it was going to be. The first episode was amazing. I'm like, well, you do realize what they had to do in that first episode. They had to get right? you interested. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you realize that they can't just make 70 minute episodes throughout like the rest of this show like i think that people are expecting it to be like the siege of mandalore and just why is it not like this this is not what i was expecting it's like well you do realize that the clone wars like a lot of it was like this people are i've seen a lot of complaints for the show where they're like there's no story arcs like there was in the clone wars i'm like well this this isn't the clone wars like this isn't i never expected them to do three four arcs where three four episode arc where they're doing this one thing for someone and then it cuts to something else like i never really anticipated that i just thought they might we haven't seen all of it yet so people are like there are no arcs it's like of course you can't see the arc yet we haven't finished the season <laughs> well yeah i feel like if they were it's, it would be a whole season and i feel like more of the show's arc is showing the transition from the republic into the empire and seeing how like clones are reacting to this so that's what I always anticipated going into this. So seeing people be like, the first episode was so good. And now the rest of the show sucks. Omega's dumb, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, are. you're frustrating to listen to. Yeah. We may not like the sequels or the Eternals trailer, but we do like the Bad Batch. <laughs> we do. I love the Bad Batch. And I'm excited for next Friday's episode. I'm always excited for a new Bad Batch episode. But yeah. But when uh, Rex comes in, then I'll be incredibly excited. Yeah, other than that, it's a pretty run-of-the-mill episode. I was whelmed. I was whelmed as well. It was just same these last two episodes are like they're like down at the bottom for me. I not because they're bad. It's just they're not my favorite. But I mean I I've enjoyed watching all of them. I haven't been I haven't been bored. I've just like, oh yeah, it's another good episode yeah um yeah other than that another episode of the bad batch in the bag um something that is exciting is we got our first question for our q a portion we did shout out michael it was a very good question but we're not going to address it this episode because of how good the question was and cal and i realized that we could probably talk about it for 
like an hour at least we could talk about it for at least probably 45 minutes oh dude we could talk about it for two i think we could probably put out a 90 minute episode on it so the question was uh our friend michael had asked us um what star wars characters would you like to see have their own show on disney plus and will and i have talked about this before we even started this podcast we've talked there's two characters we've talked about at length and what we would like to see. Um, but we'll save that maybe because I, I think this upcoming Tuesday, we're going to be talking about the siege of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was telling dad about this cause he was like, well, how do I watch season Mandalore? So if you made it to this point in the episode, we'll probably put an Instagram post out about this too, for others who are interested. Siege of Mandalore is the last four episodes in star Wars: the clone Wars. So go to season seven, and I think that what's the first episode? It's the uh, not the old fan- friends not forgotten. Yeah, old friends not forgotten. And then it fake fan. Cal doesn't like the Clone Wars. Not it goes old friends not forgotten. The Phantom, Phantom Apprentice, Apprentice shattered. Victory, victory and death. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I forgot the first episode name. Will fake fan. Callahan does not know the episode. Cal could Cal could not name every episode of Clone Wars. I can ambush. Rising malevolence, shadow of the malevolence, destroy the malevolence. Rookies. Oh yeah, rookies are a good one. Um, I can't. I stop there. I can't remember what the next ones. Those are the first five. If you watch, if you watch season one of the Clone Wars, those the, those are the first five episode titles of the show. That's something with N- Nadar. That's like no, that's season episode three. Si- no, that's episode sixteen, season one. Yeah. That's episode Big 16. Fan. Big fan. Cal doesn't know Clone Wars. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I've had it with you. Well, Cal having it with me is also another another episode of the Legionnaire in the yeah. bag. Yeah. Um, we're excited for next week. We got, we're excited to talk about Siege of Mandalore. Um, then we'll have another news episode next Friday. And we'll probably, then we'll probably address this question and answer the following Tuesday. Oh, what Star Wars? Because we just did our most anticipated Star Wars shows. Um, last Tuesday. When did we do that? Friday. Last Friday. Week. Last Friday. Yeah. Oh. Um, we'll have it coming out. We'll have it coming out sometime soon. We won't put a specific date on it yet, but it is something we, we got talked the, about. Yeah, we got the question. Um, we may mesh it into another idea that we have planned where we talk about if we could create our own star wars projects we may mesh it in with that or we might just make it its own episode but we do appreciate the questions and if you do have any more questions please send them to us at our email the legionnaire podcast at gmail.com or our instagram at legionnaire pod all right with that that wraps episode eight of the legionnaire thank you for sh- thank you for hanging around If you enjoyed the episode, please be sure to share it with someone you think would enjoy it as well. And I will let Cal send us away. We are Legion.